This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton, and we are thrilled that you are joining us once again for our uh, online social distancing (laughs) podcasts. And uh, we are very, very fortunate here in New Brunswick that we are doing quite well with all of this craziness around us. And we are now all anxiously awaiting and planning our summer staycations. And we have the perfect guest to help us out today with that. We are joined by none other than Crystal Richard. And Crystal is here to tell us all about her favorite places and all kinds of fantastic things. Because when I think about like the New Brunswick ambassador, for me, it's you, Crystal, hands down. Thank you. Every time anyone says that, I'm like... Yes. Yes. You're doing something right. You are. So for those who don't know you, you are, well, you are a PR whiz in your one part of your life. And then your other part of your life, you're also an online personality with East Coast Mermaid. And you have one of Tosh and I's favorite clothing lines. And th- anyone who watches our podcast regularly will see that we are wearing shirts you have seen us wear before. That we didn't put these just on because we're talking to you today, Crystal. <laughs> but your Sandy Toes shop has some of our favorite clothes. And we are just so excited to dive in and talk all things New Brunswick with you. Yes, I love that you said dive in too. That was very on brand. <laughs> nice, Jenna. Nice. <laughs> I can spot a coastal pun from a mile away, so. (laughs) It shows in your clothing line. Yes. (laughs) So I think that we're going to start things off with, uh, what do you do around New Brunswick? Like with with your East Coast Mermaid blog that you have going on and all of that, where are your favorite places to go? Like you love to go get sea glass. What else do you love to do? So my big thing is island hopping. I absolutely, it's, it's funny because I figured out last summer that I think I ended up spending something like 25 or 26 days of the summer, actually not even in Moncton. I was in, you know, the different Funday Isles, Campobello, Grand Manan, um, down in St. Andrews. So we really love the Charlotte County region. And you'll kind of notice if you're on East Coast Mermaid, the thing I like to tell people, um, I say, you know, we've got a lot of New Brunswick content, but just be warned, it's coastal content. Um, you won't catch us inland. I have to make jokes when people suggest activities and I was like, oh, it's a little too landlocked for us. Um, <laughs> that's what we'll say that often. Dan even says it now too. Uh, so we tend to stick along the coast. I loved going anywhere that I can be on a beach. Uh, if, bonus, if I can wake up at wherever we're staying and go for a walk to get some sea glass in the morning. So we really tend to stick around, you know, here to St. Andrews, to the border, St. Stephen kind of area. Uh, but my favorite places are really places I hope are going to get some more attention from New Brunswickers this summer because of New Brunswick staycation, but really love that area of St. Andrews, Grand Manan, Campobello Island, Deer Island, that whole area. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, I've been going to Grand Manan since I was a teenager, but I just discovered Campobello Island about two, three years ago. Uh, same thing with Deer Island. And so I discovered all of these places and I'm like, wow, why do more people not know where these places are? I mean, I still tell people about Campobello Island and they think it's a U.S. island. And I say, no, like 
yes, you have to kind of go through the U.S. to get there when it's not summer and there's not a ferry running, but in the summer, you can take this beautiful ferry ride, free ferry ride, I might add, to Deer Island, uh, and then you take the private ferry from Deer Island to Campobello, 20 minutes, 25 minutes tops, and you're on this other, completely otherworldly place. It's crazy, and people don't realize that these things are in our province. You don't need a passport to go there. You do if you have to go over to the U.S. at any point, but you know, in the summer, if you take ferries, you're totally safe. So yeah, so I'm going to be definitely, as soon as the all clear is, is there with the ferries, um, we do have a week booked on Grand Manan, as we always do. So really hoping we'll be able to make it back there this summer. And then of course, Campobello Island, uh, we were really looking forward to their big sea glass festival in September, which unfortunately is going to be a little little different this year. They're really making September sea glass month on Campobello Island, so there won't be an actual weekend festivities, but it's they're inviting people to come all month long and pick up maps to go to all the perfect beaches. And so yeah, so it's gonna be a little different, but I think it's still gonna be special. It that's sounds what I think fantastic. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to say that's one thing that I know our family is gonna miss is we usually go back to Cape Breton, which is where I grew up. So the the island thing I get. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that like I think you know, I was saying before we started recording this, I've been having a rough couple of days. And I think part of it was that realization sinking in that yeah. I probably will not have my wake up on the beach, go walk and collect sea glass mornings that I'm used to having in the way that I used to have them. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I can't still find them in New Brunswick. Oh, absolutely. And you don't even really have to leave the mainland, there are so many places along, you know, I tell people, it's funny because there's a kind of a code in the sea glass world that you don't ask a sea glass hunter where they get their sea glass because we're not gonna offer up the beaches. <laughs> and I post so much sea glass content on my Instagram and it's crazy because I could literally post something about how I reached the most amazing business milestone and, you know, I'll get some likes, post a picture of sea glass, it's like 200, 300, 400 likes, it's insane, These like, they blow up. But every time I, the floodgates open to the DMs of, you know, where'd you get that sea glass? Or can you tell me the best sea glass beaches? And I'm very fortunate that we have a family cottage uh, near Booktush, between Kokan and Booktush. So I have a private beach that continuously puts out great sea glass every tide. So, but I can't tell people, well, you can all come to the cottage. Yeah. So I always say, you know, really, if you go anywhere from Shidiac to all the way up to Rishabukto and beyond, there's so many great beaches that have sea glass and there's so many great beaches that have Airbnbs and little cottages that you can rent. So I think it's all about just finding that perfect location. Um, Grand Manan, of course, though, or Campobello Island, you can wake up and have your coffee and go get sea glass, no problem. Well, and exciting too, too, is this weekend, there's a lot opening up, which is amazing. Yeah. And one of those uh, places is Anchorage on Graminan. Um, right. So I'm sure that the residents of Graminan Island will be super excited to hear that. And then whenever we can all get over there to enjoy it as well. Um, and then we have like New River Beach, one of my favorite beaches in New Brunswick in St. John. It is I don't know what it is about it, but it's epic. I just, I just love it. So it's going to be opening up again soon. And then of course our Parley beaches is going to be opening up for people. I mean, obviously not warm enough to go and do your swimming or anything, but you could at least go look for sea class. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. And you know, what's funny. I've actually never been to New River Beach. Both times I tried to go, it was coming back from either St. Andrews or Cape Breton or uh, Graham and Ann. 
and it was so foggy we couldn't even see anything so we were like well we'll go one day when it's not foggy so that is on my list this summer as because every year I try to find things I haven't done yet which is getting harder every summer yeah. uh, but New River Beach is definitely one that I'm like all right this summer we're making that happen do it it's highly recommended I think anyway. yeah, yeah I, I keep seeing the pictures and going yeah that looks incredible but I have not made it there either. I've, I've only actually been to St. Andrews once in the 12 years that we've lived here. <laughs> well, see, because, because I have that kind of family property that you're talking about, Crystal, that you have a private beach and all that. I have that. It's just in another province. <laughs> and so that tends to be where we go because then I also have childcare there. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's going to be a fantastic summer though of discovery. So last summer, our family we had taken a family trip in Quebec, and we made a point on our way back to take extra time and go through like the Chaleur region, and the beaches there were just stunning and so fantastic. So that's definitely you know I feel like I at least have an idea of that area. So. I'd love oh. to get back there and I'd love to get down like Graham and Ann and everything. See, last year we did, we went up to uh, Miscou and Karaket and Chicago and all of that because I wanted to see the Miscou lighthouse in the fall when all the blueberry bushes turn bright red. You see all these aerial shots and tourism videos from overhead of this road leading to the lighthouse. So we had gone in the fall, but of course everything was closed by then. So that's one thing that we're actually hoping to do this summer is to get back up north um, get some great seafood, hopefully go to the Acadian. I've never been to the Acadian village up there. So being Acadian, that'll be a fun time. Um, so that's kind of one of the things. And then Cielo glamping, dying to go there. So that's one of our, okay, we're making it happen this summer kind of things. Yeah. That's been on my list as a like, Oh, wouldn't that be nice. And, <laughs> and the aquarium up there too. Our kids love yeah. aquariums. So that that's been on my like, okay, yeah, we should really make a family trip up there list. Yeah. Anything with a touch tank, I'm there. There is a, like, it's not really a, it's not a stingray, but it's like a little skate type stingray looking thing at the St. Andrew's Aquarium that loves belly rubs. And I just cannot wait to get back to him this summer. Like he literally was like, girl, keep rubbing that belly. He was just stretched out loving it. I have a video, I had a video on Instagram and he made my whole summer like hands down. So yeah, the, uh, the, the Manta touch tank in Quebec was, uh, we had to go a, the second year in a row. Yeah. There was no getting past stopping. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm pretty sure our daughter spent at least half an hour there. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, but <laughs> the other two are having tantrums. We have to go now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be writing both of these down as places <laughs> to go eventually. Uh, and Crystal, you did mention food there in your, in your last comment. So oh, yeah. uh, let's let's talk food, shall we? Because uh, we, we, Jenna and I know that you have a love for something local. What's that? Oh, well, I love everything, but fried clams. <laughs> fried clams are my jam. I'm not gonna lie. When we made the decision this week that we're officially postponing our wedding to next summer because of everything going on, the first thing that crossed my mind was, well, can eat all the fried clams this summer. No need to worry about fitting into that wedding dress. <laughs> that was literally <laughs> where my mind went because all this time it was like okay if our wedding's really happening in three and a half months like I'm gonna have to buckle down there because quarantine diet has not been that great um but fried clams are absolutely my jam we do um we had a fried clam post the last two years on East Coast Mermaid that just blew up the summer I was two summers ago the first time we posted it I was coming back from Boston and my phone suddenly blew up and it was because 
Brian Gallant, who was our, our premier at the time, had shared it because Shay Leo and his hometown of Shidiac Bridge was on there and everyone was just losing their mind. People were getting into fights in the comments about who had the best fried clams, who oh, I left no. off the list, <laughs> um, who had the best homemade tartar sauce. But uh, yeah, so fried clams, that is one of the things I am so passionate about referring people to the best places. Um, so yeah, so I wrote a few down if you guys have any listeners. Yes. Oh yeah, please do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who's listening that one. I want the list. <laughs> <laughs> I like, made a list this morning because I've been like, I can't forget anyone. So fried clams, if you're in the Shidiac area, definitely, I mean, we all love Aboito Beach. Aboito Beach is a great place and there's two spots there to get fried clams. You can get them at the beach restaurant or at the wharf. But the wharf, in my opinion, has the best ones. They also have this amazing seafood Caesar, if you like Caesars, that basically comes with like a seafood feast on your Caesar. It's amazing. There's like a lobster, there's a crab, there's a shrimp. Anyway, to die for. Plus, if you have this great meal, then you can go for a walk on the beach at sunset if you time it right. Uh, so that's kind of my favorite. Of course, Fred's in Shidiac or Capilay area is a total staple and they make the best desserts. So if you go get fried clams, you can pick up some of their desserts, the bakery after. Um, if you're continuing towards the Cocan Booktush region, obviously Shea Leo is, is a staple and it's opening up on May 15th. Um, if you're in Booktush area, definitely hit up Pirat de la Maud. It's kind of this little hole in the wall place. People go there to get lobster, but they have the most amazing tartar sauce and coleslaw the plates are massive you can totally share them um because i know you girls love the elma if yeah. you're in elma <laughs> you have to go to fun day takeout it's the little one right before you go into the park but their fried clam any of their dishes there are delicious they're greasy they're tasty the fries are great um and then if you're in the saint andrews region definitely pull over on the side of the highway at aussie's it's going to be at least a 45 minute to an hour wait and it'll be the most valuable hour wait of your life because they are just so good and their homemade tartar sauce is out of this freaking world um yeah and the Aussies is like everybody knows Aussies in that area it's worth driving to so and worth the wait too by the sounds of it but I mean most of them have a wait even Shea Leo in, in prime summer it's pretty much you know a 45 minute wait anytime you go there now I hear that they're actually going to start doing online ordering to kind of make takeout easier during these times and I feel like Shea Leo has been ready for this their whole life because <laughs> They had a small dining room, but most people would do takeout anyway or sit on the picnic tables. So yeah, so we're going to be updating the fried clam post this summer with more of a where to get the best takeout fried clams in case you want to do so safely. And so that's, that's coming soon. That's so exciting. I think, I think sometimes like the weight is such a part of the fun and the experience. Yeah. So like, I remember on our honeymoon, we were down in Kennebunkport and I'd read about Love this. Kennebunkport. Oh, so nice. So nice. Um, uh, yeah, the one place where I, I wasn't allowed to have alcohol because even though I was in my 30s and married, I forgot to bring my ID. Oh, no. <laughs> my hair and like little pigtails. They wouldn't let me drink beer. Um, anyway, sidebar. <laughs> there was this, I read about this lobster place that was supposed to be like the lobster roll place. And it was, it was more than an hour wait and it was so worth it and same thing when we go to PEI every summer we have to go to Richard's and it's the same thing right like yeah. you got to get there and you can, you better time that so you're not at the end of the line when they're shutting the doors because <laughs> yeah. it's going to be at least an hour wait and you need to be like an hour ahead of the hour wait so you're not at the end where they're like oh we're out of you know all the really good stuff we can 
still do chicken fingers. <laughs> and Richard's, see, I'm really, really crossing my fingers, hopeful that if PEI and New Brunswick do the bubble province thing this summer, that we'll be able to go to Prince Edward Island because they just have so many great beaches and food and everything. And we actually didn't get to PEI last summer because the problem is summer's so short and we spent a lot of time at the cottage, but then we spent all of our other time on Grand Manan, on Camp Fellow, all those places. So I'm hopeful this summer, if that bubble thing happens, we'll be able to go over Prince Edward Island and just switch things up a little bit. And it'll be nice because it'll be quiet, right? Yeah. Like that's what I'm loving about this staying in our own province or going to PEI is that it's just going to be New Brunswickers or Islanders learning about our own province. Yeah. And I, I like, it's going to be half the people, which for tourism isn't the greatest, but I think in the long run it will be because then people who are from here will continue to go back they're like yeah. oh guess what it's only a couple hours drive instead of driving to Quebec or driving to Ontario or wherever it may be I think in the long run it's going to be worth it well and I was thinking last night so one of the things that I am obsessed with in the summer is whale watching so we my mother and I every summer do a St. Andrews trip we book two whale watching days um, with multiple tours because in my opinion no whale watching tour not even in my opinion it's a fact no whale watching tour will ever be the same Whales will do different things every time. You'll see different whales. You'll see different sea creatures. Um, so I was thinking, okay, if they're able to do it, they're probably going to have to have smaller capacity on the boats. Maybe it'll only be 10 people. But do you know how much freaking better that's going to be for whale watching? Because there's nothing worse than being on an overcrowded whale watching boat and then the whale's on this side and then everyone runs to that side and you get, you know, elbowed in the head by someone that's trying to get a picture. So I think if little things like that. It's not going to be the best summer for some of these industries, but if they can still break even with the tourism from New Brunswick, we're going to get that special, you know, not to say that tourists kind of ruin everything, but once you get all these people coming in from all over, it just kind of dampens the, the experience. So I think for some things, it'll be the best summer to experience the whales and things like that. Yeah. And Tosh and I have talked about this before. I think the real lasting impact of that is all these people who get to take the time this summer to explore this province that they live in will suddenly become that much better of an ambassador for it. And yeah. when the doors do open up again, these places, we can just shower them with the attention mm -hmm. that they deserve that of all the things that we've learned about them that we can convince everyone else to come see them. Yeah. And it, like on the whale watching thing, it's funny, the last two summers, I had so many people that because I was posting about it realized they could leave eight o'clock in the morning in Moncton, drive to St. Andrews, do a one o'clock whale tour and drive back to Moncton the same day if they really wanted to. They don't have to stay the night. You don't have to do the whole stay over, eat dinner there, breakfast the next morning. You can really just go up for the day and see the whales and come back. And we are so freaking lucky that we have that in our province. I mean, there's not many places in the world you can just be like, I'm going to go hang out with some whales today right. and then I'll be back home to put the kids in bed. So I think as more people realize that so many things, you don't have to necessarily pay for a hotel to stay overnight if you can't, if it's not in the budget or if you don't want to. We can reach so many great things in an hour and a half, two hour drive around here that's just, you know, and I think people are going to start realizing that. And perfect summer because gas is the cheapest that's yeah. been in, you know, a decade. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so the idea of driving three hours, you're like, yeah, I'm going to save so much on gas. I can spring for the hotel room. <laughs> and we've been so cooped up. Every time I drive anywhere, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going for a drive. I'm like a dog. I'm like, we're going for a drive. So yeah, there's silver linings to all of it. 
I think, um, and especially talking about silver linings, you had mentioned earlier about having to move your wedding. How, yeah. how did that feel? Like, how did you guys go about that? Because there's still so many listeners that have had to do the same thing this summer. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, we were kind, we were positive and optimistic at the start of all of this two months ago and thought, okay, August is still a long ways away. Um, but then it was over the last couple of weeks when it became apparent that our province was really going to stay firm on border crossings, which I think is a good thing. I want mm -hmm. our province to be safe and I have nothing, no issue with that. But we had family and friends coming from Nova Scotia, Ontario, BC, Alberta, and, you know, one of them is Dan's sister and her husband. We're not going to get married without Dan's sister here. So it really became clear to us that that was going to be an issue. And then when we started hearing about how, you know, once these plans came out and the 50 or fewer gatherings, but those still had to be socially distanced, I just started having these visions of our wedding being like, hey, one household per table and no one get too close on the dance floor. And, you know, who, like, who knows, maybe people will be having to wear masks. And it just we were doing it right by getting married at the Algonquin and making all my dreams come true, but it wasn't going to be cheap to do that. So it was like, okay, if we're going to have this fancy Algonquin wedding, why not wait until we can do it when it's, we can do it right. And we know, and that was the other thing. There's no guarantee next summer is going to be better either. If there's a second true. wave this winter, we could be all back into deja vu by this time next year. But we had that conversation that we were okay to take that risk and if you know heaven forbid we're in this mess again next year then we'll have to go ahead and do the best we can but uh yeah it got to a point where postponing seemed less stressful than trying to pull it off because three and a half months away is a long time but it's not a long time and you know my girls and i we hadn't even picked out their bridesmaids dresses mm -hmm. um and I was reading the post from Bella Permessa last night about all of the amazing, you know, safety measures they're doing, but you have to wear masks and you can only have one other person with you. And I, I just, I'm, I can't imagine being there shopping for bridesmaids dresses with my girls and us all wearing masks. And it just, it got to the point that I was like, nope, you know what? I'd rather wait and do this next summer. And, and also I've been waiting 36 years. I can do one more year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially waiting for the Algonquin. That's where I got married. And it is like, ah. Uh, yeah. So loved. So loved. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, we really kind of hit this point when on Monday I had was emailing with the Algonquin and their dates for next year were filling like the earliest we could get was next August. Cause I would have gone with maybe a June or July if we could have gotten in. Um, so instead we went with August again. So, you know, a bit of a longer wait, but they were filling up. Vendors were wow. starting to fill up because every wedding vendor I've talked to has basically said, you know, this summer was supposed to be really busy. Most of the weddings from this summer are being moved to next summer. So next summer is going to be this double whammy, you know, yeah, like double wedding. Photographer yeah. said She's like, I'm probably going to have double wedding weekends, um, which is good because it makes up for this year, but the, the vendors are going to be busy next year, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but even little things like, you know, my girls were saying, how are we supposed to give you a proper bachelorette this summer? And that was kind of the one thing I was really looking forward to. I'm like, I don't need a wedding shower. We have a house. We have everything we need. I don't need all of the typical wedding shower gifts. But I was like, but I want a really good bachelorette. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do that this summer in a normal kind of way. So, yeah, I, I definitely have been sleeping a lot better since we made the decision and, and figured that out. But I don't, I feel so bad for all of the brides that are just trying to make that decision because I know the biggest thing I battled with was the, okay, what if I do this? And then everything would have, like everything gets so much better in the next month and the borders open and we could have had it on August 29th. So 
between all of us, I'm secretly hoping a hurricane roars through on the 29th so that I can be like, okay, we made a good decision. Cause that was at the back of my mind when our wedding planner was like, you know, the only time I had to move a wedding inside at the Algonquin was because of the hurricane. And I'm like, oh right, hurricane season. And then I read an article right after we booked our date about how this summer they're predicting it to be a really bad hurricane season. <laughs> Well, that, that would go in line with everything that's happened so far this it, year. Yeah, it really <laughs> would. Yeah. So, so if we get a hurricane on August 29th this summer, you can know I'll be partying over here, maybe in my dress, thinking, okay, thank God we didn't do it today. So. Oh, that's awesome. I can totally see that picture in my head right now. I love it. <laughs> Like, imagine imagine that things lift and everything gets better and so I spend like two weeks being like oh we could have had our wedding and then you know yep no no look at hurricane, that <laughs> hurricane Jose rolls through it's like okay <laughs> good decision everything happens for a reason yes yeah, absolutely uh, before we let you go today how about we tell people how they can find you yeah. where can they start following your blog and and your PR page and all that fun stuff so for all things blog, New Brunswick, seafood, everything, go to eastcoastmermaid.com. That's the best place to find me. And you can get my Instagram coordinates and everything from there. Um, but on Instagram, I'm at crystal underscore Catherine. Crystal spelt like the gem. Catherine spelt C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. Because uh, there's so many different ways to spell crystal and Catherine. Every time I say that, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but maybe it'll be in the show notes. So you've got that. Um, and if you are a small business that wants to learn more about how a PR siren like myself can make magic happen for you, you can check me out at crystalrichard.com as well. So, and if you want to get clothes like these ladies, sandytoeshop.com. We're going to be launching some new things for pre-order very soon. Ooh. Oh my yeah, God. I cannot wait. That's very exciting. We were talking about how we need more of your clothes. So. Yeah. <laughs> We quickly realized that. And so since there's a lot of uncertainty, I was like, well, we could do pre-orders. And so that's going to be what we're going to do. And we'll do, you know, two week turnarounds where we close the cart after a week. And then that way there, you're not, it's not a pre-order that you have to wait forever to get your product. We're really going to make it short and sweet so that you have your new, your new gear in time for summer. So. Oh my God. I cannot wait. Can't wait. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was like the, all my favorite things. So. <laughs> well, and thank you for doing all the research for the rest of us so we can go yeah. get the best fried clams this summer with some awesome tartar sauce and coleslaw. That was my, my mother's day pick was fried clams this year. So I'm looking forward to expanding. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're thinking about maybe doing, um, some research this summer for lobster rolls for next summer because people don't realize that the fried clam post actually started the research started a whole year in advance i spent a whole summer going to all of these places buying the dishes taking the pictures and then we published it the next summer so what a rough job i know so if there's any places out there with really good lobster rolls you should be getting in touch <laughs> now but i'll be time. coming anyway yeah <laughs> Awesome. We want to thank everybody for watching and for listening. And uh, you can always go and give us a review anytime you like. Thanks. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.